Hey there, Lisa Schwartz here. Welcome to my podcast, Teach and Talk with Lisa, where we are unpacking biblical principles with everyday words and applying them to our everyday lives. Today, we're going to be reading through Psalm 23. Now, we're not going to just be reading through it, but we're going to be learning how to read, how to engage with the Holy Spirit as you're reading through the Word. So we don't want to just read the Word for information. We really want to allow the Word to begin to shift and change things in our hearts and in our minds. I believe that the best way to teach how to read your Bible is actually by demonstration. So grab your Bible. Open it up to Psalm 23 and let's get started. So in Psalm 23, uh, very familiar passage. I picked Psalm 23, honestly, because today is the 23rd. Um, And so I just picked Psalm 23, but I think it's a great passage for us to go through because it is so familiar to us. A lot of times familiarity, uh, we miss out on revelation. So the first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna invite the Holy Spirit to begin to reveal to us things that our mind otherwise would miss, that our heart otherwise would miss, um, except by the revelation of the Spirit. So it's very simple. When I start reading the scripture, I will say, Holy Spirit, I recognize your presence in my heart and in my mind, and I thank you that you will be revealing deep mysteries to me and that you will be changing and shifting things in my mind and my heart even as I read your word. You do it, God, in Jesus' name. So we know that it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Now, um, as I'm reading through this, you're going to notice that I'm going to kind of go in and out of prayer. So we're going to be doing a how to read your Bible with a little bit of prayer demonstration. Uh, There's nothing more powerful than learning how to pray the word. Um, And again, I think we hear that concept taught, taught a lot, but we don't necessarily know what it means. Um, So the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And so I'm immediately thinking about places and spaces in my life where I have hunger, thirst, where I feel discontent. Uh, Maybe I feel a struggle with jealousy. Um, And so I'm thinking about uh, how the Lord is my shepherd and what a shepherd does. Now, even this morning as I was praying through this, I was thinking about how a, a lamb, a sheep, they really know no life outside of their shepherd. Like they look to the shepherd, the shepherd leads them where they're going to go. The shepherd feeds them, the shepherd takes care of them. If they're wounded, the shepherd cleans the wound, cares for the wound, puts anointment on the on the wound. Uh, and, he, and he totally takes, anointment, I say anointment, ointment on the wound. He totally takes care of that lamb. And I felt this Uh, this freedom in a moment of really recognize myself as the lamb and God as my shepherd and saying, God, I know no life outside of you. And God, I wouldn't even know where to go if you weren't weren't leading me. And God, every wound that I've had, you have, God, healed with your ointment, your holy ointment, your holy anointment in my life has cleansed me and has healed me. I thank you, Father, that you feed me, that you clean me, that you watch over me. So I'm immediately beginning to recognize who God is and who I am as I'm reading through this passage. He makes me lie down in green pastures. I thank you, Father, that there is a a peace that you allure me into, that you draw me into, that you lead me beside still waters. Now, I know in this, this might be a place as we're studying the scriptures, we might take a look at the still waters and what that represented. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, in the Old Testament, anytime when you saw water, they used water as a mirror. Um, And so water often represented reflection. Um, And so when it says, you lead me beside still waters, 
uh, we can include in there place a place or a space where I reflect on my identity, where I'm reflecting on my image, when I, where I'm reflecting on who I am, and you restore my soul. So hear it all together. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. You lead me beside the still waters and you restore my soul. Now notice how my verbiage kind of shifted from I'm just reading this like somebody just speaking to somebody to God, you're speaking to me and I'm speaking back to you. So God, I thank you that you make me lie down in green pastures. God, that you bring me to a place where I reflect on who I am and who you've designed me to be. I reflect on my identity in Christ. And in that space, God, there's a restoration that comes to my soul, that there's a solace, there's a peace that is loosed in my heart and in my mind. It goes on and it says, he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. God, I thank you that you guide me and you direct me in the right way. Uh, now, this is where the Spirit is like, is, is reminding me that there's a passage in Isaiah that says, although you eat the bread of adversity and you drink the waters of affliction, even though there are teachers no more around you, still there will be a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And so I'm reminded that God, you are the voice that leads me into paths of righteousness. So at this point, I might say something like, I just break all the other voices in my mind that confuse me, that, that, make, that cloud your voice, God. I, I take authority over the voice of man. I take authority over the voice of opinion in my life. God, and I shift my ear. I tune my ear, God, to your voice and your voice alone. I, to, I, 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 I adjust the focal point of my eye that I would watch you and you alone, God, because you are the one who leads me in paths of righteousness. And so, God, I thank you that for your namesake, that you would be reflected, that I would bear the image of your character here on earth, that I would come into the fullness of the glory unto glory that you have called me to walk in. God, that you would be seen in my life for your namesake. I am walking in paths of righteousness. It goes on in verse 4 and it says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now we, we hear this quoted a lot at funerals and therefore we have concluded that it is only applicable to funerals. But isn't it true that sometimes we experience the death of an emotion, the death of a dream, the death of a relationship, the, the death of an ideal? Um, sometimes we're experiencing the valley of depression, the valley of rejection, the valley of anger, the valley of addiction. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Sometimes the valley of the shadow of death is just a really difficult situation that you're walking through. Maybe your son or your daughter has has taken off and you have no idea where they're at. Or maybe your spouse has abandoned you and you're walking through a valley of a shadow of death. And this says, I will fear no evil. Goes on, it says, for you are with me. Now, this is a place where I might say, God, I don't feel this at all. I don't feel your presence and your word says that you are with me, but I don't feel you. I don't see you. And so in this moment, God, I'm going to choose to believe what you say, that fear cannot have me, that I choose to shift my mind and agree with you, God, that you are with me. 
And not only are you with me, God, but your rod and your staff, they are comforting me. Now that rod and the staff in, in scripture typically responds to the discipline. Remember, we're talking about a shepherd and a sheep. And he would use the rod and the staff to navigate, to guide, to reach out and rescue. Um, he would use the rod and the staff to point. Uh, the, the, the sheep were often trained that whichever way he would point, the rod or the staff that the sheep would begin to move, it could change the direction, come on, it would change the entire trajectory of the entire herd of sheep when the shepherd would just point from one way to another. And so we, we sh this, this verse is saying that I find it comforting that there is a rod and a staff, there is the rod and the staff of the kingdom are navigating my life, that is rescuing me from difficult um, not difficult, but uh, broken and uh, toxic emotions, even in my own heart and in my own mind. So sometimes we, we look at the discipline or the rod and the staff as God is punishing me or it's his wrath or it's his discipline even. Um, but we cannot separate his discipline from his love. The rod and the staff is not God. When, when a shepherd would re-navigate the sheep, Typically, it was because he was navigating them into a greater place, place of nourishment, a greater pasture, or he was navigating them away from danger. Um, and so the rod and the staff, God will allow circumstances, a valley of a shadow of death, to navigate us into greater pastures or to navigate us away from um, difficult or dangerous situations. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. So much to be said in this, God. I thank you that you have placed me, you have set me, God, in the presence uh, of a table that is filled with the goodness of your fruit, of your kingdom, the fruit of the Spirit. And God, even though the presence of my enemy is still always around me, there is a goodness that I get to eat of. There is a goodness that I get to partake of. God, I choose to shift my mind away from the presence of the enemy and I focus on the presence of the table, God, that is prepared before me. God, I thank you that you've given me the ability to shift my mind away from what the enemy is doing in my life. Come on, somebody needs to just shift your mind. Stop talking about the enemy is doing in your life. Stop talking about how the devil's attacking you and recognize that even in the midst of that, God has prepared a table before you and that he has anointed your head with oil. And even in the displeasure of whatever the enemy is doing in your life, he has given you a fullness, a cup that overflows with an anointing of the kingdom in your life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So why would I fear my future, God? Your word says in Psalm in Proverbs 31 that the, the, the blessed woman, she laughs at the days to come. So I don't fear the days to come because your word says, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and i will come on somebody needs to just declare that of your life i will dwell in the house of the lord forever surely come on this is how i'm going to declare this god i declare surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life god that there will be droppings of goodness and mercy following me god that i don't have to chase down goodness and mercy but goodness and mercy are following me all the days of my life all right, you guys, that sums up 
Psalm 23, just a real quick um, example for you to pray through, to learn how to read the Bible and recognize the right that you have to declare truths in your life. Remember, enforcing purpose, it starts with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or you can check out my other podcast show, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For general information or resources, head to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. Thanks for listening.